Welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. So hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. It's Stepanka here, your host, and today I am super excited because I have got an amazing guest for you. Today we will be talking to Susan Ray because Susan is a fellow friend of mine and she's an incredible energy healer, Reiki master, intimacy and embodiment mentor, and a channel for Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Susan loves to help men and women explore, reclaim, and feel empowered in their sensuality, sexuality, spirituality, and relationships to goddess energy and Christ consciousness through all her work. Welcome, Susan, and thank you so much for joining us here today. Yay, thank you, Stepanka. I'm so excited to be here and to get to chat with you. Thank you. And how are you today? How are you feeling? <laughs> I feel good. I, I, we were just chatting, but I have a trip coming up this weekend. And so I'm feeling the butterflies for the trip. So I'm feeling a bit nervous, but I'm also super excited and I feel grounded today as well. Amazing. That's yeah. exactly the kind of energy we need for this interview. So I am really grateful to have you here today because I would love to ask you all the questions perhaps many women have on their minds, but maybe they don't always have someone in their life to ask them those questions. So I want to really make the most out of this interview. And I know you are such an expert at what you do. So I was thinking about really diving into some juicy topics here with you today. I would love to cover everything about your work from sensuality, sexuality to divine feminine energy and also crystals because I'm aware that you use them in your work as well. Yeah. Yay. I'm excited to chat. So before we dive into the practical tools and the recommendations you have for women who are ready and willing to embrace their divine feminine energy, I would really love to hear your personal story. Like, how did you get around doing this work? How did it start? What led you to this work? Yeah, great question. And every time I tell this story, I feel like it twists and turns and there's all these different layers and and we're all multidimensional. And I feel like especially those of us that are called to work with goddess energy and divine feminine energy. And so I'll do my best to keep it as succinct and clear as possible. So I grew up in a Christian home. And so my, my parents took us to church when I was younger and, and they were very much like fundamental Christians and wanted to be good Christians and follow the rules. And so that meant that I grew up in a home where I was taught little to nothing about sex and sexuality and relationships, really. And so that was kind of the baseline for where I started. And as I grew up, I was a very anxious girl. And I now looking back, I feel like I can totally understand why, because a lot of us who feel really anxious, it's because we have these amazing spiritual and, and psychic gifts, and we just don't know how to, how to work with that energy when we're younger. And so then growing up when I was 17, my dad was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's disease. And so really, even though my dad was around, it was like, he wasn't actually there, if that makes sense. He wasn't, he wasn't all the way present. And so 
as a girl, like not having that father, that masculine energy as prevalent and present as I would have desired it to be on a soul level, that was really interesting too. And something that I didn't really understand the effects of at the time. And so he was diagnosed when I was a senior in high school. And so then I went off to college and I, I was so busy just like exploring my freedom and starting to explore my sexuality a bit that I, I just ignored what was going on with my dad. So it's like my dad's sick and he's got this cognitive disease and he's essentially starting to die. And I was just off partying and, and in school. And, and so I didn't really deal with anything for several years. And then after I finished college, I, I started doing yoga. And as I started doing yoga, I realized that I could process what I had been repressing and not feeling through my dad's illness. I could process that through movement and through breathing. And so I really fell in love with yoga right away. And as I started getting more into yoga, that's when I started to open up more to what's going on, like in the metaphysical realms and what's going on spiritually. And so then when my dad started to get really sick and it was, it was like my system was ready to really deal with what was going on and process it and deal with the grief and the sadness. I, I had this, this woman who was in my yoga community and it's almost like she just appeared for me and she had heard that I'd been having a lot of trouble with this grief that I'd been dealing with. And it was starting to affect, it was starting to affect a lot of the parts of my everyday life. And so what I mean by that is I, there were a couple of times where I had to skip my yoga teacher training because I just couldn't stop crying. And I was in a relationship that was just like not serving me at all. And I didn't feel supported in that. And so this woman is, she's an intuitive coach and a channel. And she essentially said to me, I'm available to help you through this. And I think it would be really helpful for you to have a non-biased third party to, for you to talk to and be able to process some of this stuff. And so she was really my gateway into this whole world of spirituality and spiritual and energetic healing and intuition and channeling. And so from working with her, I ended up working with another intuitive coach along the line. And I learned a lot more about meditation and I started to learn about spirit guides and through working with the second coach, she sort of reintroduced me to working with Jesus and how that was a possibility beyond the church. And so I feel like that's kind of closes the loop on, I was introduced to this, this Jesus character growing up. And then I was reintroduced to him as I was open spiritually. And so that's why he is such a huge part of my life and also Mary Magdalene. And then there's this other whole track of my study and my story that started really in high school. It was like when I started to be around people that were starting to hook up with each other, like it, when everybody starts to get curious about liking other people and like playing around sexually. And, and I just remember when everyone started to do that, I first wasn't really that interested in it because I was probably more of a late bloomer. And so it was, first of all, really hard to be around that. It felt really disempowering. Like, should I be interested in this stuff? And should I be doing this? And then there's all this messaging that we get from society around how women shouldn't be a tease and, and how women, women like need to put out and just all this messaging that we get. And eventually I did start to be more interested in exploring those things. And I, I remember I sort of forced myself into it. And so my first few experiences with men were just like, they're sort of traumatic, I would say. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't treated the way that I would have wanted to have been. And it's because of the lack of education that I received, which is why I was, why I had accepted those experiences. And then, so when I was in college, I, I met this boy and we fell in love with each other and he was my first boyfriend. 
and we waited a really long time before we had sex and so we lost our virginity to each other or rather we made our sexual debut with one another and when we when we did that it was like it was very pure and it was it was very like honest and we really loved each other and we both came from really religious backgrounds and so the after we did it we both were just inundated with this guilt and shame and I didn't feel as though I was holding that in my body anymore, but he really was. And it was really reflected back to me. And so I don't blame him. I see it as I was still holding that inside of me and he was just reflecting that back to me. And so there were a lot of conversations with one another about, are we going to hell? And I don't think we should be doing this. And even though it felt good, and even though it could have been an expression of our love for one another, we both were just inundated with this religious shame. And so that was sort of like step one of me being initiated into this path of sexual empowerment. And so he and I dated on and off for a couple of years, and then we eventually broke up and went our separate ways. And after that, I, I went into a series of, of a lot of really non-sacred sexual experiences is what I'll call them. And I, I let myself explore, and a lot of it was around alcohol and really not what I, I didn't really enjoy any of it, but it was like, it was part of my path and I just needed to do it and explore. And then I, I remember I was in a relationship for a while in my early twenties and the sexual part of it was all about him. And I received nothing. And I didn't realize this until after the relationship was over. So it was like, I was in it and I was totally unaware and I think that happens to a lot of us. And then we stick around, of course, because we want the relationship to work out. And we love so many things about that person. And, and I just remember getting out of that relationship and having this light bulb moment of, oh, my goodness, like, I was not receiving anything from that person. And so that was like step two of this awakening. And then I ended up in a really long relationship, a two and a half year relationship with this guy. And he and I, when we first met, we really hit it off and there was all this passion and this big spark. And just as quickly as that spark came, it also left. And so three months into the relationship, everything that was passionate and, and all this sexual chemistry really died. And instead of leaving, I did what a lot of people do again. And I stuck around and I wanted the relationship to work. And there were a lot of things that I did love about him. And, and I remember having a conversation with him because our, our sex life had essentially died and it, it just, it felt empty for a lot of different reasons. And I got my nerve up one day and I asked him, I said, I, I'm wondering if we could have more sex because I, I just feel like I want to be having more. And I was met with, no, that's not important in a relationship. That's definitely not the most important thing. And it's, it's really not important. And so essentially the answer was no, we don't get to have what you're asking for. And after that conversation, things really started to get worse. And I just remember like, the, like weeks and maybe even months would go by and we wouldn't have sex with one another. And I was in my late twenties. And so I was like, I'm like, I'm a hot girl and I take really good care of my body. And I know that I'm fun and like, I want to have sex and I'm yet I'm with this person who is not at all interested in me. And I remember buying, I remember one time I bought some lingerie and I was like, we were going on vacation. And so I was like, I'll just, I'll wear this on vacation and it'll be relaxed. And hopefully this will help spark the mood. And I remember putting like whatever I had on one night. And I just remember walking through the hotel room and I remember he didn't look at me. He didn't even look. And so it's like all these things were sort of just piling on. And eventually I ended the relationship. And I remember the moment after I ended it, I felt this goddess energy just wake up inside of me. And it was like I had been repressing this energy throughout the whole relationship and really a lot of the relationships that I'd been in throughout my whole 20s. And then a few years later, I ended up in another relationship with a guy and our sex life was a lot better 
However, there were still a ton of missing pieces and they were all in like the intimacy part. So it was like we were doing it and we were doing it often enough, but there was just something that was missing. And so he and I went on a trip to Colombia a few years ago and we're no longer together, but we went on this trip to Colombia and on the plane ride back, I had been feeling a lot of anxiety to get on this plane. And so I had taken a, like a sleeping pill, which wasn't prescribed to me. And that's not something that I would ever do again or recommend to anybody. But I essentially took this sleeping pill because I just wanted to tranquilize myself for the flight. And it sort of had an adverse reaction. And so I was, I was asleep, but I was like thrashing around. And so my partner at the time, he woke me up and he was very concerned. And then I was like falling in and out of consciousness for a little while. And so he was asking me these questions to try to keep me awake and keep me calm. And one of the things that he asked me was, what, do, what are some things that you want to do this year? Like, what are some of your goals for this year? And the first thing that I said was, I want to work with a sex coach. I'm so sick of my sex life, just constantly like burning out and dying and just like feeling like there's not anything to it. Like I'm not getting to the depths of where I want to go in my sex life ever. And I felt like it was the first time that I'd really been honest with a partner, mm-hmm. like really, really honest. And it felt so liberating in that moment to just express that. And so after that relationship ended, I really went into, I actually never ended up hiring a coach to work one-on-one, but I signed up for a couple online courses and I ordered some books and I really started diving into the study of sacred sexuality and, and clearing that guilt and shame that I'd kept manifesting through my relationships. And now I'm happy to report that I I've been in, I've been with a partner for the last year and it's been so fun and liberating. And we both, we both are really liberated in our sexuality and we're very honest with each other and it feels good. And it it goes to the depths that I, that I'm ready for and want now. And through that experience really in this past year was what really made me realize how much it means to me to help other women feel that way too, because we all deserve to feel pleasure and to be able to connect love and sexuality and to be able to connect sacredness and spirituality with sexuality, which has been a huge thing that's been broken for us for thousands of years. And so that's my multifaceted, multi-layered story, essentially, to where I've, where I've gotten to be now. Mm, what a story thank you so much for sharing all the different pieces and it literally reminds me of my own story as well in like different aspects and it's obviously our stories are different but like I can see myself in parts of your story if that makes sense so I really know that many other women will resonate with this and I've learned loads of new things about you as well (laughs) which I love and I'm excited about it so I would really love to dive into the topic of shame and guilt because it it has been part of your story. You have mentioned it a few times. And when I read your posts on Instagram, I know you talk about it as well and you help your clients to really break through those old patterns and old conditioning, really, because I feel many of us carry this conditioning within us and even when we are not consciously aware of it and it's affecting our sexuality, our sensuality, our connection to our bodies. And I feel especially women, like women tend to feel a lot of shame around their bodies, around the bodily processes and around their sexuality. So what would you say is key for a woman who wants to overcome those feelings or who wants to perhaps feel more sexually empowered but she's experiencing shame or guilt around it yeah really good question and I love to preface this by saying that Mm -hmm. a lot of times this isn't a snap of the fingers or a, a wave of a magic wand and so part of this process I believe is in the devotion to wanting to create this lifestyle change because I believe it's really a lifestyle change. And it's this devotion to doing the work to really go in and excavate 
what has been covering our sexuality and sensuality because that energy exists within all of us and it's really our life force energy it's it's really the thing that separates us from something that's not alive like a table for example there's something coursing through us that's really alive and that's our life force energy and that to me is the exact same as sexual energy and in order to create a baby in order to create a new life we have to go through the act of sex in order to do it. And so it's like that sexual energy, that's what creates life. That's what makes us alive. And so for me, part of the process of unwinding that guilt and shame was just realizing that, that concept that, that the sexual stuff, it doesn't have to be this totally weird realm that's totally out there. It's like, it's really part of our core essence and who we are and how we're alive and something else that I think is really helpful is to really dive into the root of where did this stuff come from because this is like a rampant virus essentially it's like we've been taught this messaging for thousands of years over 2,000 years that that sex is shameful and that it's not okay. And so part of my study was going back in and, and wondering where did this come from and why? And when I first learned the possibility, it was a bit unsettling. And so if you're hearing this for the first time and it feels a little unsettling, just know that that's okay and just acknowledge that and, and you can honor that for yourself. But a lot of these teachings have come through the church. And so even if you didn't grow up in a religious home, there's this, there's this like undercurrent, no matter where we are in the world of this religious messaging. And so part of the religious messaging is that sex is dirty. And it's like, but if we really go into it and we really dive into, but in order to create a life, in order to create a baby, we have to have sex. And through that act, we're creating love because our babies are all, they're a manifestation of our love. And so how could this act of sex possibly be dirty when that's the pathway to creating love, which conquers everything? And so I think just like, diving into that and letting that run through your body and noticing how that feels that can release some of the guilt and shame just knowing like this was a message that we were taught and part of what might be unsettling is the fact that these teachings were taught to us and why and so it was like there's there was a person or a group of people at some point thousands of years ago that wanted us to feel disconnected from the sacredness of, of this act and the sacredness of our bodies. And we were also taught that there needs to be mediaries between us and God. And I don't mean God as some old man who sits in the sky and watches us. <laughs> to me, God is really anything and everything that possibly exists and beyond what we can see and feel and hear this concept of whatever that source is, that's what I call God. And so we were taught through religion that we need people to mediate between us and God, a priest, a pastor, something like that. And in order for us to stay conditioned and to continue following these pastors and these priests and doing what they say, we, it's like, we have to, feel like we can't connect and that it's not okay and that it's shameful to do that. And when I learned that, that possibility that we were taught that messaging to keep us purposely in a state where we didn't feel like we could connect on our own, that unlocked a lot for me. And that's when I realized, oh, like that made sense to me in my body. And that made me realize, okay, there's not some person who's watching me have sex or watching me self-pleasure who's like, I'm sending you to hell forever. 
because there isn't anybody who's doing that. And the person who would be doing that actually wants me to just connect with them. And if God is everything and everywhere and all things and all power, then I should be able to set an intention to connect to God in anything that I do, including sex. And God created sex for us to create life. And so there can't be anything wrong with that. And there's also this concept we were taught that like we're flawed. We had this fall, the fall of, of whatever. We fell from God. We fell from grace. And so we're all inherently flawed. And I just, I, I, the more I dive into like the ancient teachings and, and the reason for that fall, the more I realize it's, it's actually not meant to keep us at a low level. It's like sometimes there's a reset and sometimes there is a fall and a break and then we're here and we get to reconnect that whatever broke. And so for me, just like learning these things and being aware of this messaging that we were taught, that, that was a lot of it for me. Just realizing, oh, I was just taught all of these things and all of this guilt and shame that I feel it's not mine. Somebody taught it to me through a teaching that I actually don't believe. And I actually don't believe that that teaching is the teaching of God or of Christ. And also the people that are teaching me these things, I don't, they don't have a lifestyle that I want. They mm -hmm. don't have the love that I want. They don't have, they don't have the faith that I want. And they don't have the, just all the other things that I love about life. Like I, I just noticed that the people that were giving me advice were not the people that I wanted advice from. Yeah. But it was just fed to me growing up. And so I know none of those things are really like the practical tools to clearing guilt and shame, but I really believe that just by diving in and really getting to the root of where did this messaging come from? Like, where did yeah. this teaching come from that this is meant to make me feel guilty? That was what cleared and lifted all of that for me. And I think this is where it really starts. Like we need to have for experience this mindset shift as well, like learning a different perspective, learning a different way of doing or seeing things. And I always see that to everything, there are different levels. There is the mindset level we need to learn or unlearn and actually yeah. shift our beliefs about something. And then we feed it into our bodies and and we integrate it into our lives. So like you said, there is no magical pill which you could take and you wake up the next day and it will be all gone. It is a journey. It is a process. And I actually think the way you explained it, um, it just makes sense. And I really believe that everything around us, like is God or the universe or whatever word someone is comfortable with. And how come this could be evil? How come something which can create a baby can be evil something yeah. which lovers do to feel even more connected to each other how come it could be shameful yeah and and also like what comes up too is there's also this other side that we are exposed to all around us that it's the really dark side of sexuality too so in the case of everything there's a there's like a light and a dark side to it and so it's like we were we were taught that this all this stuff is really shameful and dirty and wrong and then really what we're shown over and over again that sexual that sex and sexuality is is we're actually shown the really dark side of it over and over again and so a lot of times I wonder when I talk about like sexuality and sexual liberation, I wonder if people are thinking that I'm like a porn star on the side or like exploring in that way. And, and no, I'm not. And that's not what I mean by sexual liberation. Um, and it's different for everybody, but it's like, there's what I really love and what I want to help people reclaim is their sacred, their divine sexuality. So this idea that we, that we're using sexuality to connect deeper to our bodies and get to know ourselves better and feel really good in our bodies so that we can feel good creating the lives that we want to create. And we can use it as a vehicle to connect deeper with other people, our partners, people that we love. And 
we can use it as a vehicle to connect to the divine. And so it's like, it's like there's this dark side is also not what I mean by sacred sexuality. And, and so I like to give that as also like another disclaimer of, of that's the dark side. And so we've really been exposed to that part of it too, which also I think makes, I, I think that that part makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable as well. Cause yeah. that part doesn't really feel loving. And the way that we see that part is like, it's just one way. And there's like not really any pleasure actually for women in if you've been exposed to any of that stuff. Yeah, a good point. I'm so grateful you mentioned it because I didn't even think about the dark side. But yeah, it's important that we actually are aware of it because that's not what sacred sexuality is. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's there's another like something else that comes up like just in talking about all this is there's also no shame in your own pathway to getting into what does feel sacred to you. And so like there was a period of my life where I had a, some one night stands and I had a lot of meaningless non-sacred sex with people. And it's almost like I had to go through that in order to wake up to what really means a lot to me. And so even though I want people to reconnect with the divine version of sexuality sometimes for some of us we have to actually go through the actions of going into the dark side and and going and exploring some of that stuff because it might unlock what really means a lot to us and so there's there's really no shame in in anybody's pathway into what feels really sacred to them yeah yeah definitely like it's not about shaming or blaming yourself or anything which has happened in the past or which you are experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brilliant. So if we were to look at a couple of practical or doable things, because I think what you've been talking about up until now is, is huge and it's so important and maybe sometimes women will have to go and listen to it again because there is so much information and it's so key so healing and liberating as well to recognize when and why this started happening when we started disconnecting from our sacred bodies mm -hmm. but i was wondering susan if you would be willing to share a couple of embodiment practices for women who are new to this work for women who are perhaps already connecting to their bodies or just want to connect to their bodies a little more would there be anything you could recommend yeah absolutely i think one of the the first pieces to reclaiming your body and reconnecting with your body is to simply look at your body and to touch your body and so a practice that i have is every day after I get out of the shower, I put lotion all over every inch of my body. And as I do that, I, I intentionally, like I, I intend to connect to my body as I'm doing that. And so instead of just going through the motion of like putting the lotion on the body, yeah. um, <laughs> have you seen that Hannibal movie? No, I don't think I have. Oh, if anybody, I just, there's this, horror movie and he says he the guy always says it puts the lotion on its skin so if anybody I felt like I was just saying that sort of as I was <laughs> explaining <laughs> just as a sidetrack um so instead of just putting lotion on my skin or on my body I actually intend to look as I'm doing it and to let it feel good as I'm touching my body and 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 know that I'm I'm hydrating and nourishing my body as I do that. And so I also make sure that I buy lotion that I know is going to be good for my body. That doesn't have like for my body, fragrance is not a good thing. And, and it like more natural nourishing lotion, it feels really good. So that's a really simple way to just start to reconnect with touching your body. And another way is to simply breathe with your body and just check in with how your body is feeling. And so what I mean by that is if you can sit and find a guided meditation for um, heart coherence or womb breathing or simply doing a body scan, 
um, I feel like those are all things that you could type into any of the Google or in any of the meditation apps and you might find something. Um, or you could just simply sit and put some nice music on for yourself and take some breaths and close your eyes and just intend as if you are, as if you've got like a flashlight and you're just looking around through your body and just notice anything that's there. Um, for example, oh, my, my left shoulder feels tight today. Okay, I'm just going to sit there for a little bit and just, what is that? What is that tightness? How does it feel? Okay, now I'm going to move on. And okay, now I feel like I am clenching my, my womb space, my uterus. I feel like I'm clenching there. Why am I doing that? Wow, can I unclench? Cool, how does that feel now? And just like going in through your body and just noticing what you're feeling and what and what it is and just allowing yourself to sit with that. I think that's really monumental and, and just starting to reconnect with your body. And also working with a yoni egg has like monumentally changed my life. And so what a yoni egg is, is it's a crystal egg shaped tool. And the crystals are very important because they grow, they come from the earth. The earth literally created them. And I forget that sometimes because they're so beautiful and they look so out of this world that it seems as though they're fake and something uh, we just created them, but they grow in the earth. And so they're very grounding and stabilizing and they can work with us in ways beyond what we need to mentally be able to comprehend. Mm -hmm. So I bought, I just, on a whim, somebody told me about yoni eggs one day, like six years ago. And I, for some reason was just like, I feel like I need to get one of those. I didn't know why I didn't know how to use it. So I ordered one and I didn't know how to use it. And so what I would do is I would just put it in every once in a while. So if you're unfamiliar with the yoni egg, you insert it into your yoni, your vagina, and you, there's different practices that you can do with it in. But what I would do is I would just put it in and I would just like, I would meditate or I would just do some things that I was going to do throughout the day. And then I would take it out. And I, I didn't, my intention was to, to clear and to infuse that part of my body with love. So I bought a rose quartz yoni egg because rose quartz is that really soft, gentle, loving energy. And so really what I was intending to do was penetrate and infuse that part of my body with love because I knew that for so many years of my life, I had been disconnected from that part of my body and also felt negative things in that part of my body. And I had, I had ignored that part of my body with partners that I'd had where I didn't ask for what I wanted and I didn't ask for pleasure. Um, and so now that I've used it for several years, I'm getting more into what are some other practices that can be had. But if you're someone who feels called to get one, you can get one and then read up on um, the hygiene of it. And then you can just simply put it in and not even have to know how it's working. And, and, and part of letting go of that mental part of it is really honoring your feminine side too. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think these are some amazing, powerful practices. And I feel there is something for everyone, really. Maybe someone doesn't feel comfortable with yoni eggs, but might feel comfortable by doing essential rituals, such as applying moisturizer to your skin. And yeah. I think that's such a good one, to be honest, because I feel that when you do it, it's it's an intentional practice. You, yeah. you, could, you could easily rub cream into your skin without even thinking about it or thinking about what you need to cook for dinner or what you what else is on your to-do list and do it as just another chore you just need to do but I think by actually doing it in this way you ground yourself into your body because you'll bring your awareness to this beautiful sacred ritual which is really simple yeah but it can be really powerful and I do something similar. I have like um, a shower oil from my favorite brand called The Rituals. Mm -hmm. And I use it in the shower because it like keeps my skin hydrated, but it's like I can, I can rinse it with water and I just love it. And I 
and I say to every part of my body like I love you thank you or something really sweet so I feel a little more connected but I also like the way how you do it like using a cream that could be quite good yeah and I love what you just said about how you say a message to your body as you are applying that as well and saying I thank you and I love you and another thing that I also love that I teach my clients about too is is I I treat my body parts a lot of the time as almost like how you'd treat like a puppy or like a kitty because think about how compassionate you are with with like a little pet and so we also can be that compassionate with our bodies too and they're alive and every part of our body does so much for us and if you study anatomy and physiology at all you'll really understand what I mean by that. And so just like talking to your body and, and saying things like that, like that forms a relationship with, with all the parts of your body. And especially if you're feeling disconnected, just like looking at that part and touching that part of yourself and saying, thank you. I love you. I feel like that can just do wonders. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And my first Yoni egg, was also rose quartz because I feel that's such a good one to get if yeah. you are starting out and if you need if you need to experience more self-love and with me it was because I had so many health problems connected mm-hmm. to my womb and I had lots of gynecological and hormonal issues and I knew like I it, it was a love-hate relationship because I'm like how come something could be so powerful but it's causing me so much pain and I was so angry towards my womb and towards all the hormonal problems I was experiencing for so many years. And I remember getting a yoni egg as like one of the tools to connect back to my body and be more accepting of it. And it was, you know, I was still having issues back then, but it was just a little step like, okay, well, maybe I can start loving it, even though I'm going through this. Yeah. And was it helpful? Yeah, definitely. And I I actually started by using it like almost daily. Yeah. Um that's how I started and I would just insert it and I I did a couple of exercises as well, like mm-hmm. moving my pelvis up and down. Yeah. <laughs> and I I found it quite energizing back then. Like it was when I was still in my office job and I found it was such a good morning practice just to get me started for the day. Yeah. Other that. times I felt like, oh, I'll just leave it in there for a day and I'll go about my day and it and it felt good. And yeah, I, I think Yoni Egg is such a such a powerful tool, really. And yeah. it's good for your health as well. Yep. And I I didn't even realize until I think it was last week and I was doing some I'm being more initiated into the Crystal Kingdom through mentorship right now. And I really had this like profound epiphany of just how much that yoni egg was was such a monumental piece of my sexual healing and I didn't even realize at the time and it was years it was multiple years and and so it wasn't just like an overnight thing but but yeah the crystals can really help us and and it I think like crystal work also has become sort of ungrounded and superstitious in more of like the mainstream way that crystals are talked about and shown and so I just I think it's important to just also remind everybody that they really do come from the earth and they are very stable and they also are very they're very magical and they can be really really helpful and monumental and and they're a lot deeper than than that superstitious type of stuff like they're not meant to just be superstitious yeah absolutely and I think what can make the difference is every time you get a crystal or at least that's what I do or every time you receive or purchase a new crystal really connect to it don't just make it a piece in your home or yeah of course we can have them as decorations that's great but just like really create a connection to that piece and what I always um, say to a new piece of crystal is like, thank you so much. Like, and I thank you for being from the earth and thank you for doing this for us and just holding the frequency and vibration because 
this piece of crystal like I'm holding one right now <laughs> a nice piece of selenite but like it was cut into pieces it traveled you know it experienced quite a lot to get to us and to help us humans so I really feel like expressing gratitude is important yeah I love that so much <laughs> I've got a blue lace agate ah uh, and then I a love clear, clear quartz Oh, I love those. I, I love blue lace agate. They are so beautiful. I, I have a small piece, probably the same size as yours, but I like at some point I feel like getting a little bigger one and having it displayed in one of my windows because it's beautiful, isn't it? Like the yeah. little laces, it's where its name comes from. Mm -hmm. And it's <laughs> soft. I feel like it's it's soft mm -hmm. enough where it's it's easy to take in and it's easy to have around yeah yeah by the way have you got any other crystal yoni eggs or did you stick yeah. to rose quartz so i just a couple months ago i purchased a, a jade mm -hmm. one so in the ancient asian culture they always used a jade yoni egg mm -hmm. and these practices were were very like they were used in the ancient times. So like, this isn't a new trend. This is something that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. And they, it, it can be really monumental and also toning the muscles in that area. So in addition to all this emotional and energetic healing on a physical level, it also helps to tone the muscles of the pelvic floor and, and helps to resensitize the muscles in the vaginal canal. And when those muscles are re- sensitized we can feel more pleasure when we have sexual experiences um but with my jade egg i'm actually i've actually been feeling a lot of resistance to use it and i i think it's because for some reason i feel like i have to let go of my rose quartz yoni egg and or and and the energy of that in order to go into the jade and i know that's not true it's just like me it's just me like in my human mind for some reason um, but the jade egg is, it also connects with the heart space. So it's also connecting with the energy of love. And it's also got a lot of qualities to enhance sexual energy and sexual vitality. So I think that there's another layer that I'm ready to get into and unlock. And then I'll start using that one more often. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting because I've been drawn to jade as well. I haven't mm -hmm. purchased one yet, but I've I've been looking at some, and it's either traditional jade or Indian jade. Yeah. Um, so I really feel connected to both both of those crystals and to their qualities. Yeah. So if I understand it, you use crystals as part of your spiritual work as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Amazing. I love that, and I love how you are just going constantly deeper with everything you have learned and everything you share with your clients oh, so yeah. I would love to ask about your own practices are there any non-negotiable practices you do on a daily or weekly basis which help you to be in flow and to be connected to yourself to your body to your divine feminine energy mm -hmm. yeah so one thing that I do every single day is I give myself a breast massage. Mm -hmm. And so it's part of my ritual of putting lotion on my body after I get out of the shower. And it's really simple. I just, I just go to my breast area and I just make circles around my breasts. Um, and I always go nine times. And the nine is significant from the ancient Taoist tradition. And there are times when I spend a lot longer doing that ritual, but for every day, a lot of times I like to just keep things efficient. And so then I know that I'm really connecting to my, my love energy and my ability to give and receive love. And that helps me pay attention to this part of my body that I believe is, helps me radiate more of my feminine energy. And so that's a non-negotiable. That's something that I do every day. And something else that I do a lot is I tune into Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So
So if I'm ever feeling afraid, if something for some reason doesn't feel right to me or feels scary, like sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I think this is probably the a common pathway for a lot of people that go through spiritual awakenings and have more of like that psychic, that psychic gift. Sometimes I wake up in the night and I'm, I'm wondering what is in my room. Like sometimes I feel that there's something there and I always ask Jesus to please protect me. And I feel so safe and comfortable working with him. And I know, and because I've worked with him my entire life, whether it was in the church or beyond, And as I go out throughout my day and I have questions about things to do in business or how to handle a situation or why am I feeling this way? A lot of times I tune into Mary Magdalene. And so I believe that she was Jesus's partner and she's, she's the feminine counterpart of the Christ energy. And I really resonate with her because she's so misunderstood and she's been called a whore and a prostitute and she's been called a lot of things. And truthfully, we don't really know who she was. And I believe we can tune in and we can learn and we can glean information from tuning in with her. But I really resonate with that. Like, who is she? And, and people maybe having their opinions about her that aren't true, because I feel like in a lot of the work that I've been called to do, people might think things about me and especially me, my family. And, and I always remember if Mary Magdalene did it though, and, and she doesn't drop her vibration to, to go down and in, into that like argumentative state of having to prove who she is. She just stays where she's at and she keeps doing her thing and she's embodied in, she's not in a body anymore, but that just reminds me like just stay embodied and stay in your, stay in who you are. Um, and so I ask her a lot for help and guidance. And, um, especially when I meet with clients, I ask her a lot, like, what does this person need? What is their, what does their higher self need? Um, and she usually gives me really simple advice, which is great. Um, and then another non-negotiable that I have are essential oils. I work with essential oils a lot. And so, just as the crystals are the, the crystal and the stone kingdom, the essential oils are the plant kingdom. And so I feel very connected to the plants as well. Um, and so typically every morning as part of my morning routine, I have all my oils displayed and I'll just let my intuition guide me to like, I'll just look over at the display and my eyes will be caught on one bottle. And sometimes it'll be like the surrender bottle or like the envision bottle. And so then I, then I set the intention to, um, okay, I'm going to surrender today. And this is going to remind me that it's not about me. It's about the divine's will or, or I'm going to spend some extra time envisioning, like, what is my vision and like, what am, what, what direction am I heading? And so I take the oil and then I also set an intention as I apply it to myself. Mm, I love that. So how do you use them? Do you apply them directly on your skin or? Um, typically, yes. I, I kind of, that's part of my intuitive practice too. Mm-hmm. Is sometimes I know that I'm just going to breathe it in with a breath. And um, a lot of times it's just one drop on my skin. And I have worked with oils for a long time. So I feel like it's important to give this disclaimer of I know my body and my skin really well, so I know which ones are safe to directly use. And um, most of the time, it's really smart to dilute them with like a coconut oil, for example. So yeah. if you're someone who's just getting into them, you can read up on how mm. to safely apply them. Yeah, absolutely. And oh my God, they have been part of my own journey as well. And mm. I remember the time when I was like connecting back to the energy of my womb and I was really going through a lot of physical healing as well, as well as emotional healing. Like I was just working with Jasmine oil all of the time. Like it was just calling me so strongly Jasmine. Yeah. Especially Jasmine. Then I added Rose, which I resonate with a lot, but like Jasmine and I would dilute it with almond oil and I would rub it onto my stomach or on my like body and yeah that felt really healing and nourishing as well cool I love that I 
I haven't worked uh, with jasmine oil just by itself. I've only worked with it in a blend and I feel like it's very powerful, very, very goddess and feminine energy. Mm, It is definitely. And I think there are a few different types of jasmine. I think it depends on how they extract the oil from it. I'm I'm not an expert at all, honestly, (laughs) but this is just what I read. I usually like I used to buy jasmine essential oil from Glastonbury uh, when I yeah. go there to get all my spiritual goodies and stuff. So that's when I discovered it and I just love working with it. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. So season, I am just so grateful you came on the podcast today and you shared all your wisdom. Your energy is beautiful. You are such an inspiration. So thank you for everything you have shared. And I know many women will be drawn to you and your wonderful energy and will want to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook. So what have you got currently going on for potential clients, for women who are just like really interested in your work and want to be connected? Yeah, thank you for asking about this. So I have a couple different options of ways that people can work with me. I do two different single session options. So that's more for people who maybe just need a tune-up or they want a taste of what it actually would feel like to go in and do this work. And so my two types of single sessions that I offer are a Magdalene medicine reading. So that's a fusion of a shamanic journey, which is like a meditation and Reiki energy healing. And we just do it virtually and it's very powerful. And then we have plenty of time to to talk through any intentions and questions that you have and anything that comes up intuitively during the session. And you'll leave the session feeling very relaxed, more grounded, more connected to your body, and hopefully with some intuitive insight into what's happening and, and maybe what's coming next. And then my other single session is called Intimacy and Embodiment Coaching. And so this is just a one-on-one coaching session. And what we do is whatever's coming up for you in anywhere in, in this realm is something that we can explore and work on together. And so what we'll do is we'll do, we'll do some meditation together. We'll do some breathing to really help you feel connected to your body And we just get to intuitively talk through whatever's coming up and hopefully help you work through whatever is coming up and hopefully give you a tool or two that you can walk away with so that you feel like you can start to do more of this work on your own. And then there are also women who are very devoted and eager to really dive into this work and really make some headway or heartway. And So I have a six month one-on-one mentorship and basically what we get to do is we meet two to three times a month and it's a mixture of teaching and coaching and healing. And so you're getting a very holistic experience with me and we get to know each other really well and we're constantly connecting and helping you move through and move forward and move closer to the, the, the version that you envision. And for a lot of women, it's this this version of feeling really confident and connected and feeling deserving of of pleasure and abundance in whatever way they envision that manifesting in their lives. So all of those things are available to you if that's something that you feel called to do. And I also offer a 30-minute consultation call if you're more just wanting to talk through if this is a good option for you. And so if you find me on Instagram, you can find all the links to that. So my Instagram is Susan Ray Spirituality and Ray is spelled R-A-Y. And then my website is susan-ray.com. Yes. And I will connect those links in the description as well, in the description box. So thank Thank you you. so much, Susan. I loved having you here. And I highly recommend that all of the women listening to this connect with you at least on Instagram and send you a message that they really like this episode or send you a message with more questions. So go for it, ladies. Susan is wonderful. She's fun to talk to. And thank you, Susan. Yeah, thank you, Stepanka. It was so much fun to chat with you and all the beautiful women listening. I hope that you learned something new today.
Thank you for listening. If you love this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find the link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.